The Old Testament reading for the 11th Sunday after Trinity is from Genesis chapter 4. Now Adam knew his wife, Eve, and she conceived and bore a son, Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock, and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will it not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest anyone who found him should attack him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In God, my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with my song, I give thanks to him. To you, O Lord, I call. My rock, be not deaf to me. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help. The epistle is from Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up, raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show us the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. 
For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For if, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the Alleluia and Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke, the eighteenth chapter. Jesus also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Pharisees were model citizens of the Jewish community. They were experts in the law, and they followed their doctrine to the letter. The tax collectors were seen as degenerate people, who had betrayed their friends and family for Rome. And yet Jesus uses these two men in order to present a proper understanding of God's law, as well as a lesson in exaltation and humility. When we see the Pharisee, it isn't hard to recognize his error. The Pharisee exalted himself before God, claiming his own righteousness based on his works, while being completely blind to his sin. He fasted twice a week. He tithed all his earnings. He prayed at the temple. All these things exceeded what God's law required, and yet his fatal flaw was that he forgot the greatest commandment of all. 
as Jesus says in Matthew 22, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The Pharisee fell short of God's law because he failed to see his fallen state. The Pharisee loved his works rather than loving the Lord and his neighbor by them. And that way, the Pharisee deserved hellfire because he missed the mark and forgot the greatest commandment. And it isn't hard to find Pharisee stereotypes within our own daily lives who think this way. Celebrities, politicians, even our own friends and family, they base their righteousness on their works and forget God's law to love the Lord and their neighbor as themselves, while completely ignoring their sin and their need for a savior. Their works have become idolatrous, and they are obsessed with public perception in order to be confirmed as somehow being righteous. Yet because they have failed to keep God's law, and in accordance with what Paul tells us in Romans 3, that no one is righteous, not even one, they are just as deserving of hellfire as the Pharisee. When we see the tax collector, we see a man who has been completely crushed by God's law. He didn't flaunt his works. He didn't pray a lofty prayer. He didn't even lift his eyes to heaven. The tax collector knew the weight of his sin and knew that he couldn't measure up to God's law. The tax collector didn't see all that he had done right in his life, thinking that he was somehow better than others. He saw himself in full view of his sin, standing far off, the last one in a long line of sinful company. The tax collector embodies Psalm 130. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. We're never told of the specific sin of the tax collector, but it doesn't matter, because it isn't as if his sin is any less damnable than the Pharisees. He was a sinner to the core. He deserves hellfire. The only thing the tax collector can muster is a pitiful prayer. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He removed any remaining ounce of self-righteousness and self-respect and threw himself completely on God's mercy. And this, Jesus says, is why he went down justified. This tax collector saw his poor and miserable state confronting him like a grotesque image in a mirror. And he knew where to go for righteousness. It's the same place that you go for righteousness. If you've thought, I'm not that bad, 
or if you've thought, I'm okay because I do all the right stuff. You're no better than the Pharisee. Don't think that somehow you're okay because you're here on Sunday morning or because you have daily devotions at home. Don't think that you aren't that bad because you live an outward Christian life. By yourself, apart from Christ, you are just as deserving of hellfire as the Pharisee and tax collector. As St. John writes in his first epistle, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We play a dangerous game to think that as Christians we are somehow less damnable than the unbeliever. Our best works are but filthy rags, and our worst offenses cast us far off from God. Our righteousness as a Christian is not found in what we do. Once we base our righteousness on our deeds, even as Christians, we still miss the mark. In Psalm 50, King David has strong words for those who fall short. Mark this then, you who forget God, lest I tear you apart, and there be none to deliver. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. To the one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. The tax collector was not made righteous because he saw his penitence as a service to offer to God. The tax collector was made righteous because God heard his cry for mercy, just as you cry out during the confession and absolution. You cry out to God for mercy. He covers you in the atoning blood of Jesus. You cry out to God for mercy. He freely gives you the forgiveness that flows from his pierced hands inside. You cry out to God for mercy, and he gives you the righteousness that is found in his body and blood at his holy supper. You who are confronted with your sinful state are made righteous because of who Jesus is and what he has done for you on the cross. Your cries for mercy are heard and are answered on Good Friday when Jesus says, it is finished. God has promised to exalt the humble because of who he is. He gives you his own righteousness as a free gift. When confronted by God's law and our sin is ever before us, we cry out the words of Psalm 57. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge. Till the storms of destruction pass by. I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will send from heaven and save me. He will put to shame him who tramples on me. God will send out his steadfast love and faithfulness. 
even though you deserve a place in hellfire with both the Pharisee and tax collector, you go down justified, just like the tax collector, because God has heard your cries for mercy. So take heart, brothers and sisters. Your cries for mercy are answered with the blood of your Savior. Today, you go down justified because Jesus has shown mercy toward you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.